Chapter Ten of Indian Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gaby Cowan. Indian Fairy Tales by Joseph Jacobs. Chapter Ten. The Soothsayer's Son. A soothsayer when on his deathbed wrote out the horoscope of his second son whose name was gangasara and bequeathed it to him as his only property leaving the whole of his estate to his eldest son the second son thought over the horoscope and said to himself alas am i born to this only in the world the sayings of my father never failed i have seen them proved true to the last word while he was living and how has he fixed my horoscope from my birth poverty nor is that my only fate for ten years imprisonment a fate harder than poverty and what comes next death on a seashore which means that i must die away from home far from friends and relatives on a sea coast now comes the most curious part of the horoscope that i am to have some happiness afterwards what this happiness is is an enigma to me dost thought he and after all the funeral obsequies of his father were over took leave of his elder brother and started for benares he went by the middle of the deccan avoiding both the coasts and went on journeying and journeying for weeks and months till at last he reached the vinchia mountains while passing that desert he had to journey for a couple of days through a sandy plain with no signs of life or vegetation the little store of provision with which he was provided for a couple of days at last was exhausted the chombu which he carried always full filling it with the sweet water from the flowing rivulet or plenteous tank he had exhausted in the heat of the desert there was not a morsel in his hand to eat nor a drop of water to drink turn his eyes wherever he might he found a vast desert out of which he saw no means of escape still he thought within himself surely my father's prophecy never proved untrue i must survive this calamity to find my death on some sea coast so thought he and this thought gave him strength of mind to walk fast and try to find a drop of water somewhere to slake his dry throat at last he succeeded heaven drew in his way a ruined well he thought he could collect some water if he let down his chombu with the string that he always carried noosed to the neck of it accordingly he let it down it went some way and stopped and the following words came from the well oh relieve me i am the king of tigers dying here of hunger for the last three days i have had nothing fortune has sent you here if you assist me now you will find a sure help in me throughout your life do not think that i am a beast of prey 
when you have become my deliverer i will never touch you pray kindly lift me off gangasara thought shall i take him out of not if i take him out he make me the first morsel of his hungry mouth no that he will not do for my father's prophecy never came untrue i must die on a sea coast and not by a tiger thus thinking he asked the tiger king to hold tight to the vessel which he accordingly did and he lifted him up slowly the tiger reached the top of the well and felt himself on safe ground true to his word he did not harm to gangasara on the other hand he walked round his patron three times and standing before him humbly spoke the following words my life-giver my benefactor i shall never forget this day when i regain my life through your kind hands in return for this kind assistance i pledge my oath to stand by you in all calamities whenever you are in any difficulty just think of me i am there with you ready to oblige you by all the means that i can to tell you briefly how i came in here three days ago i was roaming in yonder forest when i saw a goldsmith passing through it i chased him he finding it impossible to escape my claws jumped into this well and is living to this moment in the very bottom of it i also jumped in but found myself on the first ledge of the well he is on the last and fourth ledge in the second lives a serpent half famished with hunger on the third lies a rat also half famished and when you again begin to draw water these may request you first to release them in the same way the goldsmith also may ask you i beg you as your bosom friend never assist that wretched man though he is your relation as a human being goldsmiths are never to be trusted you can place more faith in me a tiger though i feast sometimes upon men in a serpent whose sting makes your blood cold the very next moment or in a rat which does a thousand pieces of mischief in your house but never trust a goldsmith do not release him and if you do you shall surely repent of it one day or other thus advising the hungry tiger went away without waiting for an answer gangasara thought several times of the eloquent way in which the tiger spoke and admired his fluency of speech but still his thirst was not quenched so he let down his vessel again which was now caught hold of by the serpent who addressed him thus o my protector lift me up i am the king of serpents and the son of adisesha who is now pinning away in agony for my disappearance release me now i shall ever remain your servant remember your assistance and help you throughout life in all possible ways oblige me i am dying gangasara calling again to mind the death on the sea-shore of the prophecy lifted him up he like the tiger king 
walked round him thrice and prostrating himself before him spoke thus o oh, my life-giver my father for so i must call you as you have given me another birth i was three days ago basking myself in the morning sun when i saw a rat running before me i chased him he fell into this well i followed him but instead of falling on the third story where he is now lying i fell into the second i am going away now to see my father whenever you are in any difficulty just think of me i will be there by your side to assist you by all possible means so saying the nagaraja glided away in zigzag movements and was out of sight in a moment the poor son of the soothsayer who was now almost dying of thirst let down his vessel for the third time the rat caught hold of it and without discussing he lifted up the poor animal at once but it would not go away without showing its gratitude oh life of my life my benefactor i am the king of rats whenever you are in any calamity just think of me i will come to you and assist you my keen ears overheard all that the tiger king told you about the goldsmith who is in the fourth story it is nothing but a sad truth that goldsmith ought never to be trusted therefore never assist him as you have done to us all and if you do you will suffer for it i am hungry let me go for the present thus taking leave of his benefactor the rat too ran away gangasara for a while thought upon the repeated advice given by the three animals about releasing the goldsmith what wrong would there be in my assisting him why should i not release him also so thinking to himself gangasara let down the vessel again the goldsmith caught hold of it and demanded help the soothsayer's son had no time to lose he was himself dying of thirst therefore he lifted the goldsmith up who now began his story stop for a while said gangasara and after quenching his thirst by letting down his vessel for the fifth time still fearing that some one might remain in the well and demand his assistance he listened to the goldsmith who began as follows my dear friend my protector what a deal of nonsense these brutes have been talking to you about me i am glad you have not followed their advice i am just now dying of hunger permit me to go away my name is manikasari i live in the east main street of ujjaini which is twenty cast to the south of this place and so lies on your way when you return from benares do not forget to come to me and receive my kind remembrances of your assistance on your way back to your country so saying the goldsmith took his leave and gangasara also pursued his way north after the above adventures he reached benares and lived there for more than ten years and quite forgot the tiger serpent rat and goldsmith after ten years of religious life 
thoughts of home and his brother rushed into his mind i have secured enough merit now by my religious observances let me return home thus thought gangazara within himself and very soon he was in his way back to his country remembering the prophecy of his father he returned by the same way by which he went to benares ten years before while thus retracting his steps he reached the ruined well where he had released the three brute kings and the goldsmith at once the old recollections rushed into his mind and he thought of the tiger to test his fidelity only a moment passed and the tiger king came running before him carrying a large crown in his mouth the glitter of the diamonds of which for a time outshone even the bright rays of the sun he dropped the crown at his life-giver's feet and putting aside all his pride humbled himself like a pet cat to the strokes of his protector and began in the following words my life-giver how is it that you have forgotten me your poor servant for such a long time i am glad to find that i still occupy a corner in your mind i can never forget the day when i owed my life to your lotus hands i have several jewels with me of little value this crown being the best of all i have brought here as a single ornament of great value which you can carry with you and dispose of in your own country gangazara looked at the crown examined it over and over counted and recounted the gems and thought within himself that he would become the richest of men by separating the diamonds and the gold and selling them in his own country he took leave of the tiger king and after his disappearance thought of the kings of serpents and rats who came in their turn with their presents and after the usual greetings and exchange of words took their leave gangazara was extremely delighted at the faithfulness with which the brute beast behaved and went on his way to the south while going along he spoke to himself thus these beasts have been very faithful in their assistance much more therefore must manikasari be faithful i do not want anything from him now if i take this ground with me as it is it occupies much space in my bundle it may also excite the curiosity of some robbers on the way i will go now to ujjaini on my way manikasari requested me to see him without failure on my return journey i shall do so and request him to have the crown melted the diamonds and gold separated he must do that kindness at least for me i shall then roll up these diamonds and gold ball in my rags and wend my way homewards thus thinking and thinking he reached ujjaini at once he inquired for the house of his goldsmith friend and found him without difficulty manikasari was extremely delighted to find on his threshold him who ten years before notwithstanding the advice repeatedly given him by the sage-looking tiger serpent and rat had relieved him from the pit of death 
gangasara at once showed him the crown that he received from the tiger king told him how he got it and requested his kind assistance to separate the gold and diamonds manikasari agreed to do so and meanwhile asked his friend to rest himself for a while to have his bath and meals and gangasara who was very observant of his religious ceremonies went direct to the river to bathe how came the crown in the jaws of the tiger the king of ujjani had a week before gone with all his hunters on a hunting expedition all of a sudden the tiger king started from the wood seized the king and vanished when the king's attendants informed the prince about the death of his father he wept and wailed and gave notice that he would give half of his kingdom to anyone who should bring him news about the murderer of his father the goldsmith knew full well that it was a tiger that killed the king and not any hunter's hands since he had heard from gangasara how he obtained the crown still he resolved to denounce gangasara as the king's murderer so hiding the crown under his garments he flew to the palace he went before the prince and informed him that the assassin was caught and placed the crown before him the prince took it into his hands examined it and at once gave half the kingdom to manikasari and then inquired about the murderer he is bathing in the river and is of such and such appearance was the reply at once four armed soldiers flew to the river and bound the poor brahman hand and foot while he sitting in meditation was without any knowledge of the fate that hung over him they brought gangasara to the presence of the prince who turned his face away from the supposed murderer and asked his soldiers to throw him into a dungeon in a minute without knowing the cause the poor brahman found himself in the dark dungeon it was a dark cellar underground built with strong stone walls into which any criminal guilty of a capital offence was ushered to breathe his last there without food and drink such was the cellar into which gangasara was thrust what were his thoughts when he reached that place it is of no use to accuse either the goldsmith of the prince now we are all the children of fate we must obey her commands this is but the first day of my father's prophecy so far his statement is true but how am i going to pass ten years here perhaps without anything to sustain life i may drag on my existence for a day or two but how past ten years that cannot be and i must die before death comes let me think of my faithful brute friends so pondered gangasara in the dark cell underground and at that moment thought of his three friends the tiger king serpent king and rat king assembled at once with their armies at a garden near the dungeon and for a while did not know what to do 
they held their council and decided to make an underground passage from the inside of a ruined well to the dungeon the rat raja issued an order at once to that effect to his army they with their teeth bored the ground a long way to the walls of the prison after reaching it they found that their teeth could not work on the hard stones the bandicoots were then specially ordered for the business they with their hard teeth made a small slit in the wall for a rat to pass and repass without difficulty thus a passage was effected the rat raja entered first to condole with his protector on his misfortune and undertook to supply his protector with provisions whatever sweetmeats or bread are prepared in any house one and all of you must try to bring whatever you can to our benefactor whatever clothes you find hanging in a house cut down dip the pieces in water and bring the wet beads to our benefactor he will squeeze them and gather water for drink and the bread and sweetmeats shall form his food having issued these orders the king of the rats took leave of gangazara they in obedience to their king's order continued to supply him with provisions and water the snake king said i sincerely condole with you in your calamity the tiger king also fully sympathizes with you and wants me to tell you so as he cannot drag his huge body here as we have done with our small ones the king of the rats has promised to do his best to provide you with food we would now do what we can for your release from this day we shall issue orders to our armies to oppress all the subjects of this kingdom the deaths by a snake bite and tigers shall increase a hundredfold from this day and day by day it shall continue to increase till you release whenever you hear people near you you had better bow out so as to be heard by them the wretched prince imprisoned me on the false charge of having killed his father while it was a tiger that killed him from that day these calamities have broken out in his dominions if i were released i would save all by my powers of healing poisonous wounds and by incantations some one may report this to the king and if he knows it you will obtain your liberty thus comforting his protector in trouble he advised him to pluck up courage and took leave of him from that day tigers and serpents acting under the orders of their kings united in killing as many persons and cattle as possible every day people were carried away by tigers or bitten by serpents thus passed months and years gangazara sat in the dark cellar without the sun's light falling upon him and feasted upon the bread crumbs and sweet meats that the rats so kindly supplied him with these delicacies had completely changed his body into a red stout huge unwieldy mass of flesh thus passed full ten years as prophesied in the horoscope ten complete years rolled away in close imprisonment 
on the last evening of the tenth year one of the serpents got into the bedchamber of the princess and sucked her life she breathed her last she was the only daughter of the king the king at once sent for all the snake bite curers he promised half his kingdom and his daughter's hand to him who would restore her to life now a servant of the king who had several times overheard gangazara's cries reported the matter to him the king at once ordered the cell to be examined there was the man sitting in it how had he managed to live so long in the cell some whispered that he must be a divine being thus they discussed while they brought gangazara to the king the king no sooner saw gangazara than he fell on the ground he was struck by the majesty and grandeur of his person his ten years imprisonment in the deep cell underground had given a sort of lustre to his body his hair had first to be cut before his face could be seen the king begged forgiveness for his former fault and requested him to revive his daughter bring me within an hour all the corpses of men and cattle dying and dead that remain unburnt or unburied with the range of your dominions i shall revive them all were the only words that gangazara spoke cartloads of corpses of men and cattle began to come in every minute even graves it is said were broken open and corpses buried a day or two before were taken out and sent for their revival as soon as all were ready gangazara took a vessel full of water and sprinkled it over them all thinking only of his snake king and tiger king all rose up as if from deep slumber and went to their respective homes the princess too was restored to life the joy of the king knew no bounds he cursed the day on which he imprisoned him blamed himself for having believed the word of a goldsmith and offered him the hand of his daughter and the whole kingdom instead of half as he promised gangazara would not accept anything but asked the king to assemble all his subjects in a wood near the town i shall there call in all the tigers and serpents and give them a general order when the whole town was assembled just at the dusk of evening gangazara sat dumb for a moment and thought upon the tiger king and the serpent king who came with all their armies people began to take to their heels at the sight of tigers gangazara assured them of safety and stopped them the gray light of the evening the pumping color of gangazara the holy ashes scattered lavishly over his body the tigers and snakes humbling themselves at his feet gave him the true majesty of the god gangazara for who else by a single word could thus command vast armies of tigers and serpents said some among the people care not for it it may be by magic that is not a great thing 
that he revived cartloads of corpses shows him to be surely gangasara said others why should you my children thus trouble these poor subjects of ujjaini reply to me and henceforth desist from your ravages thus said the soothsayer's son and the following reply came from the king of the tigers why should this base king imprison your honour believing the mere word of a goldsmith that your honour killed his father all the hunters told him that his father was carried away by a tiger i was the messenger of death sent to deal the blow on his neck i did it i gave the crown to your honour the prince makes no inquiry and at once imprisons your honour how can we expect justice from such a stupid king as that unless he adopt a better standard of justice we will go on with our destruction the king heard cursed the day on which he believed in the word of a goldsmith beat his head tore his hair wept and wailed for his crime asked a thousand pardons and swore to rule in a just way from that day the serpent king and the tiger king also promised to observe their oath as long as justice prevailed and took their leave the goldsmith fled for his life he was caught by the soldiers of the king and was pardoned by the generous gangasara whose voice now reigned supreme all returned to their homes the king again pressed gangasara to accept the hand of his daughter he agreed to do so not then but some time afterwards he wished to go and see his elder brother first and then to return and marry the princess the king agreed and gangasara left the city that very day on his way home it so happened that unwittingly he took a wrong road and had to pass near a sea coast his elder brother was also in his way up to benares by that very same route they met and recognized each other even at a distance they flew into each other's arms both remained still for a time almost unconscious with joy the pleasure of gangasara was so great that he died of joy the elder brother was a devout worshipper of ganesa that was a friday a day very sacred to that god the elder brother took the corpse to the nearest Ganesa temple and called upon him. The god came and asked him what he wanted. My poor brother is dead and gone, and this is his corpse. Kindly keep it in your charge till I finish worshipping you. If I leave it anywhere else, the devils may snatch it away when I am absent worshipping you after finishing the rites i shall burn him thus said the elder brother and giving the corpse to the god ganesa he went to prepare himself for that deity's ceremonials ganesa made over the corpse to his ganas asking them to watch over it carefully but instead of that they devoured it the elder brother after finishing the puja demanded his brother's corpse of the god the god called his ganas who came to the front blinking and fearing the anger of their master 
the god was greatly enraged the elder brother was very angry when the corpse was not forthcoming he cuttingly remarked is this after all the return for my deep belief in you you are unable even to return my brother's corpse ganesa was much ashamed at the remark so he by his divine power gave him a living gangasara instead of the dead corpse thus was the second son of the soothsayer restored to life the brothers had a long talk about each other's adventures they both went to ujjaini where gangasara married the princess and succeeded to the throne of that kingdom he reigned for a long time conferring several benefits upon his brother and so the horoscope was fully fulfilled End of chapter 10 Recording by Gabby Cowan